Hello. Hello, and welcome to Chardonnay and DNA. Um, so, sidebar, I just completely fucked up. I thought pressing play was the same thing as pressing record. It's not. It's not. Nope. So, what we were talking about to the dead <laughs> to the dead air was how we're trying to figure out what voice to use. Um, yeah, so that was definitely not my voice, and I'm never going to say DNA again like that ever Ooh. again. Uh, we were just discussing our customer service voices because everybody has them. Um, anybody that's worked in customer service or you answer the phone in a diff- different voice, yeah. you know. Rachel and I work together in, like, the social work field, and when my phone rings, I'll be like, blah, 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 this is Becky. And that is not the way that I speak. No. Yeah. And mine's just like, hi, you've reached Rachel. No, not at all. Or how can I help you today? No. No, I'm not that chipper ever. Ever. Unless I'm like doing meth, which I've never done meth. This is, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think meth makes you jovial. <laughs> it might. It Some may. people have yeah. uh, different reactions, different strokes for different folks. Who knows? Um. Yeah. No, mine is not that happy. And it's very draining to talk like that for me. <laughs> it is. It's It's just very unnatural. Very unnatural. Um, but I do it sometimes to my family members. So they'll call and I answer, hi, that's not you, Rachel. That is your customer service voice. Don't you dare use that on me. That is your evil twin yeah. who is also a Muppet. <laughs> oh my! I look like a Muppet today, so that kind of works. <laughs> you don't. Oh, yeah, I do. My hair, y'all, it's a it's a trip. You'll hey. see. You'll, you'll all see. You'll all see. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so hi, uh, I'm Rachel Nalavanko. I'm Becky Barnes. And this is Chardonnay and DNA. So, what are we getting into today? I brought a really interesting case. I don't know if you want to give a rundown for anybody who's just tuning in real quick. Oh, sure. About yeah. what we do. So, if you're just tuning in, um, Rachel and I are friends. We became friends through work. Um, she is now going to be in my wedding in November. Woo. And we just really are compelled by like true crime and especially the way that DNA um, has assisted with solving crimes or that is assisted in like any kind of human interest story or any kind of crazy fucked up family secret story. Um, Basically all of that is based, you know, pretty much our jam. Yeah. If it's got DNA somewhere in it, it's fair game to discuss. So last episode, I talked about Kelly Roulette, um, the woman whose mother was impregnated by their fertility doctor without her knowledge or consent. Um, My niche, I think, tends to be things like that that can go back to, you know, deeply rooted societal problems. Um, And Rachel kind of focuses, I wouldn't say exclusively, but Rachel kind of does the the crime thing. Yeah, I really like murder, y'all. Yeah. Who, who uh, doesn't? Who right. Yeah. <laughs> I also really do love the family chaos that mm-hmm. ancestor DNA sometimes causes. And I really like when DNA solves an incredible case or there's some kind of really interesting movement with, you know, DNA science. Listen, who doesn't like finding out about a woman whose mother had doctorages <laughs> without her fucking permission? Oh, my God. Who among us? Who among us? is not a fan of a story like that. I bet you uh, Kelly was not. I, be- I, I bet you a lot of people aren't fans of that. Yeah. But if you're here and you're ready, then yeah, you got around. more of it. Absolutely. So I'm going to take a quick pause. Just a quick pause. Quick pause. All right. Sorry about that. 
we're still learning, y'all, and you're gonna have to deal with that. I, I already almost deleted the podcast. Yeah, yeah, we uh, <laughs> we had a very big fright not that long ago. Ra- Rachel, Rachel's not a mother and does not desire to be a mother, but she had her mother face on. I did. She was like, "There, there, it's okay." For not wanting to be a mother, I have a pretty good mother face. Oh, absolutely. She, it's okay. <laughs> It'll be okay. I'm like, find the undo button. Find the undo button. <laughs> and then I was like, I'm not touching anything. Yeah. So That's what you got? I have get comfy. Yeah, get get comfy over there. Um, I have a case of murder. Murder. <laughs> There's been a murder. There's been a murder. Okay, I'm ready. Oh, one last disclaimer that I feel we probably need to say on every episode: we are not scientists. We are not experts in DNA. We could be wrong about stuff. We could be wrong about everything. Every, you know. Yeah, I don't know where I am. I don't know what's going on. In a fucking padded room. I'll never stop saying that. It's kind of mind blowing. It kind of is. Yeah. You know what? <laughs> We're trying to figure out what our little last segment type thing is going to be called. And Rachel had a great idea of like something about uncorked because we talk about wine. Right. Wine but maybe. Puns. Yeah, but maybe it should just be called the padded room. <laughs> Holy sh- yes. <laughs> Just like I like it. I'm down. What's going on in the padded room? On? Yeah, I like it. I'm... Just like the inside of our heads. Yeah. Oh God, you don't want to see the inside of my head. It's what? mostly screeching noises <laughs> all the time. Well, hey, you know, if you Random don't make singing. your own neurotransmitters, store bought are fine. Yeah, I guess so. You're gonna have to. If you can't produce your own serotonin, I am. <laughs> store bought is okay. It's fine. All right. So sorry. Back to murder. Murder. All right. There are two cases with the same name, and I would really just like to point that out, but I can't yet because it will give away the name of the victim. So please just bear that in mind. If you're Googling while you're listening, make sure you're Googling the right case. Okay. I put a post-it note. Okay. Thanks. Yep. On May 3rd, 1992, a motorcyclist discovered a female body face down near a cluster of Palo Verde trees in Maricopa County, Arizona. She'd been beaten. Her wrists and ankles were loosely bound with shoelaces and wire, and she was nude other than a tank top that had been pulled up and her T-shirt, which was wrapped around her neck. The T-shirt was likely used to strangle her. Describe my face right now. It's, uh, what's that emoji? The, the, is it the Uh, one that's like. Yeah, like the 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 grinning. The grimace. (laughs) Yeah, it's like, it's kind of a weird grin, but you're like uncomfortable. Uh, Very uncomfortable. Max uncomf. Yep. That's me. We're also going to put a disclaimer in the description of this episode that there's some graphic descriptions. Just don't want to trigger anybody. Yep. So uh, the rest of her clothing was scattered around the area, and they had suspected she was likely raped, but there was no evidence at that time to support that. You know, just looking at the body, you can't really tell until mm-hmm. you get into the lab. And remind me what year I'm in. 1993. 1993. Oh, two. Two. 1992. Two. Sorry. Two. Okay. May 3rd, 1992. Got it. As the investigators worked on the crime scene, they heard a beeping noise and discovered a pager in the grass near the body. They also discovered that one of the Palo Verde trees had a fresh abrasion on its trunk. The victim's remains were identified as 30-year-old Denise Johnson, a single mother of two young children. Denise struggled with drugs and alcohol and was known to frequent truck stops. She made a living selling drugs, shortchanging truckers, and committing petty thefts. Her lifestyle made it difficult for investigators to come up with any leads on what could have happened to her. I just want to take a quick pause. Yes. (laughs) So when I say that, I say that to 
explain that in 1992, they are relying on that, oh, she lived a hard, fast life. Anything could have happened So in translation, they didn't care. Yes. And I actually put in my notes, what the fuck, when I read that. <laughs> Um, I did not come up with that on my own, by the way. That came from one of my sources. I'd just like to point that I'm, out. I'm I do sorry. not victim blame. That is bullshit. But <laughs> this woman is a single mother yes. who yes. has no, whether it's, I don't know if it's no skills, no education, yep. whatever. So she's doing what she can. Yep. By, she came from a broken home from what I could yep. see. She's so doing as she can. By doing illegal things yep. to get money. From shady people and truck drivers who, truck drivers are not shady. However, you know, we all know about, about trafficking and all that shit. So you're telling me you don't, you don't see how A plus B equals C here? Yeah. Yep. And that's literally why I put that in because it, when I read it, I was like, the fuck? Okay. The fuck did I just read this victim blaming bullshit? Okay. Uh, So I have a little sidebar here. It says, I say none of this in any negative way about the victim, regardless of how she lived her life or what she struggled with. She didn't deserve to be harmed in any way. And her murder is just as tragic and deserves to be solved. She's someone's family member. And even if she wasn't, her life, yes, her life was just as valuable and she deserved better. The only reason I provide the information about her substance abuse and things like that is to give clarity to some of the claims that are made later on. Sure. And and it sheds light on like why things may have not been solved or anything shady going on. Victim blaming bullshit. In the legal system. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So just making that stance real clear on this show. We do not victim blame. Whatever you're doing does not mean that you deserved to be hurt in any way. No. In fact, you deserve more protection. Yes. Quite frankly. Yep. So uh, it was discovered... Let me just roll back into that after we went, you know, a little on the soapbox there, y'all. Sorry. Um, It's discovered that the pager belonged to a truck driver named Mark Bogan. Bogan was picked up for questioning. And during his questioning, Bogan admitted that he had met Denise when he stopped to make a phone call and she asked him for a ride to the interstate. As they were driving, Denise alluded to wanting to have consensual sex. So he pulled over in a deserted spot and they fucked This is Bogan's story, y'all. I'm just saying that now. Okay. Bogan then said that Denise tried to steal his wallet and some other items from the dashboard of his truck. They tussled and fought, and he got his items back, and he left her on the side of the road. He claimed that was the last time he saw her. He did it. Oh, no shit. (laughs) Like, (laughs) absolutely no shit, but evidence is sort of circumstantial at this point, you know. Oh, yeah, and of course, like, you know, oh, (laughs) shit. She was in this strange man's truck. We have no idea what happened to her. Exactly. Exactly. So he noticed the next morning that his pager was missing, but he assumed he lost it and notified the pager company. Just one fucking second there. I have an issue with this. Pagers were not cheap, I would assume. I don't know. I didn't live through the pager era. I didn't have a pager. I had a shitty flip phone. But you can bet that if my shitty flip phone was missing, I'd have known within a couple of seconds. Yes. Not the next morning. Yes. And know. and the fact that, you know, anything like any instant communication like that is always the front of mind. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I mean. Even in 93, though, especially if you're a truck driver and that was your only way to communicate with like your family or if somebody needed you. you or or even that. your company, like his company may yes, have used that. Exactly. I mean. Okay. Just weird, right? You know, yeah. this doesn't make sense. It's all bad. So Bogan's story didn't line up, as we all know. But we have no idea what happened to no her. No idea because of her lifestyle. Jesus Christ. 
The medical examiner showed that she did die of strangulation, but there was no evidence of any sexual activity. So they did not consensually fuck, and thankfully she was not raped. Because mm. how fucking horrible. So he it's said that already. they had sex, mm-hmm. but they didn't. There's no evidence of sexual activity. I read that in multiple sources, and it just why? seemed really weird. I don't know. Uh, like, why would he lie about that? To make it seem like his story was legit. Legit? Okay. And obviously, when I'm reading, they weren't explaining what sexual activity they were looking for. I'm believing that they meant penetrative sex. So there yeah, could vaginal. have... Yes. Okay. Um, I, I don't, you know, didn't okay. get into details with that. Yeah. There was no semen, no blood, no saliva, no hair, and nothing beyond the pager that could actually tie Bogan to the crime. Investigators went through Bogan's truck, and it was clean as well. No blood, no saliva, semen, hair, clothing fibers, not even fingerprints. Yeah, I bet it was freshly cleaned. Freshly cleaned. What they did find was in the bed of the truck. And it was the only thing that could give them any hope of tying Bogan to the case. Two Palo Verde tree bean pods Mm. in the bed of his truck. So here's the issue with that. Arizona's hot as fuck. Mm Mm-hmm. Those fucking trees grew everywhere. So those could be anywhere. Anywhere. You yeah. could have been driving down the sh- road. On your shoe. Uh, in your sh- on your street, there could be one. Yeah. So not that compelling of evidence, mm-hmm. right? But they did remember that one of the trees had a fresh abras- abrasion on uh-huh. it. Um, those trees are like the only thing that can withstand the heat of Arizona. So everywhere. How are they going to prove that that came from the trees where Denise... Denise's body was found. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really difficult, right? Right. I'll tell you, my friends. DN fucking A from the tree. Did you know that trees had unique DNA? Because I sure as shit didn't. No. And so they're unique. It's unique to every tree, to just every like it's unique tree. to every person. Yes. Holy shit. I thought that, you know, like an aloe plant has the same DNA as another aloe plant. Right. It right. Didn't, it didn't register in my brain that yeah. it would be unique, right? Okay. Oh no! I mean, who, who would, who would know that? Yeah. Besides, like, who's the botany teacher at Hogwarts? <laughs> What's her name? Oh my gosh! You had to ask me right now. I, I know, know this. We'll, any other day, we'll think of it at like two yeah. in the morning. Yeah. yeah, and I'll wake up and call you, and you'll be like, "Fucking <laughs> yeah, yeah." Her, the herbology teacher. Either way, anyway, uh, yeah. So trees have their own unique DNA. I didn't know that. And technology to do this didn't exist yet. Mm-hmm. So they never really conducted any tests like that. And at this point, I just want to give the biggest props and a shout out to this absolute fucking legend, Dr. Timothy Helen Jarris. I'm going to butcher the shit out of his last name every time. So we're just going to call him Dr. Tim. Timmy Tim. Yes. Timmy knows what's up. All right, Tim. So show me what you got. Dr. Tim worked at the University of Arizona and was a plant molecular genetics specialist. I fucked that up. Sorry, y'all. So he was the herbology teacher at Hogwarts. He was the Hogwarts herbology teacher. Yeah. Yeah. Dr. Tim. Great. Um, uh, Professor Sprout. 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 Sprouty. What up, Sprout? Yeah. Loosely based on Dr. Tim. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So they reached out to him to see what they could do. Like, they had to be able to figure this out and prove that it came from those trees mm-hmm. to tie him to this case because the pager just was not enough to go on. And the lack of any other evidence, you know, wasn't going to help them either. Right. 
So he conducted a bunch of blind tests on different Palo Verde trees and did several experiments to show that each tree had its own different DNA profile. The technique was called randomly amplified polymorphic DNA, or RAPD. I'm only telling you guys that, so guys and gals and binary, non-binary pals, that... Guys, gals, non-binary pals. Yeah, that's one of my from one of my favorite podcasts. Is that a thing? Aw, <laughs> yeah. that's cute. Shout um, out the podcast. Who is it? It's uh, King Falls AM. Okay, yeah. great. So, I just... We, we need to be better about using gendered language. I just want to say that real quick. I don't ever... Just mean to do just that. Just quickly. Yeah, sorry. Not sidebar nation here, but I just... But we, <laughs> yeah, if we ever do, I promise you it's not intended and I am working on it every day. No, I'm laughing because we just like to like insert our passions yeah. where we can. <laughs> yes. Just like listen to this while you're falling asleep and then you'll wake up and be super woke. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, pun. <laughs> you'll wake yes. up woke. <laughs> Either that or you'll wake up to me screaming about my passion in the middle of your sleep. One or the other. Both are great. Um, I only tell you all this so that if you want to look up what randomly amplified polymorphic DNA tests are, you can. It was a little confusing to me. It's like pulling the DNA from each thing and comparing it. And I didn't want to go into the details about that because it's kind of boring. Yeah. So, but essentially, they're they're DNA testing a tree. Yes. Okay. Right. It's just different. The blood, the one for like human blood, is called something else. Right. It's not called this. This was specifically for trees. Sure. Or plants, I guess. Um, using this technique, he was able to confirm that those seed pods had come from the tree at the crime scene, as their uni- unique DNA matched. Dr. Tim testified that DNA patterns for Palo Verde trees are at least 15 times more complex than those for humans, meaning his genetic match of the seed pods was more conclusive than matching a person's bodily fluids would have been. Wow. So that's pretty heavy. That's mind-blowing. Yeah. There was no doubt that this came from that tree, whereas blood they could have questioned. Sure. Wow. Yeah. I also just had a, a great idea for ancestry, T-R-E-E, uh. <laughs> .com. Submit your favorite flowers and bushes and... A whole new meaning to family tree. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. But anyway, I, shout out to I Dr. I hated Tim. that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. I hate it. I hated it. Okay. Um, yeah, so... Dr. Tim actually told jurors that he not only matched the two seed pods to the tree at the crime scene, but that the correct tree was chosen out of a lineup of trees. Oh shit! That included eleven others at the site and genetic have to, like, samples. Turn, yeah, turn can you imagine the tree side, lineup? Front, side. <laughs> it's number four. Oh my God. Yeah, you know, and so they had a they were chosen out of a lineup that included eleven others at the site and genetic samples from more than eighteen throughout the whole county. So I wonder, I I wonder how much you know one tree and then the other of the same kind. How how vastly does their DNA differ from each other? I wonder. I, I, that's not something for you to know. No, and I mean just from reading this though, it seems like the the way he explained it that it's fifteen times whatever it was. Sorry, more I complex. already changed the page. Yeah. Uh, fifteen times more complex than those for humans. Like that's fucking accurate. Yeah. So they have to be pretty complex. I guess so. Yeah. I if we have any uh, tree geneticists listening in, I highly doubt it. But if we do, please let us know. 
And also, can you please be a guest on this yeah, podcast? Because that would be amazing. It would be, we can talk about Dr. Tim. Dr. Tim, where are you at? Tim. Yes. So, um, this is the, the coolest part about Dr. Tim and why I'm calling him a legend beyond coming up with, you know, this really cool test. He spent 100 hours analyzing those seeds and $1,000 of his own money to try and help them solve this case. Okay, quit trying to make me cry. What a badass, though. Was there, I mean, was there any kind of particular connection for him with this case, or did he just really want to fucking know? They they asked, and just so nonchalantly, I guess, was like, it took a lot of my time, but I did it as public service. (laughs) Like, not even acknowledging what a monumental thing he had done by putting his own time and money into trying to help them. Especially for uh, this case that, like, clearly law enforcement was not caring as much about. Yeah, I mean, it seems like they did their due diligence. I want to say that. They solved it. I don't want to knock any of the cops who worked on this case. And truthfully, that bit I wrote could have just been from the article. I don't want to interject those thoughts. But that is a common thought. uh, That's what I mean. It's like, it's a very... Especially back then, yeah, you know, sex workers were still quote unquote prostitutes, and yeah, drug dealers belonged in in jail forever, and right? So, I, I, no, uh, that's that's completely true. Is like maybe th- it sounds like they did care, they did yeah. want it solved because they did put a lot of work into this. Like they found Doctor Tim, and they, I, so I don't want to minimize anything that they've sure. done. I just. It's just really important to note that, like, everyone did put in their time on this case yeah. and, and solved it, you know. And it's and it's crazy. And it's, you know, a lot of times, like, the most obvious answer is the right one. Yeah. And yeah. it's clearly this How dude. often is the husband? You know what I mean? The uh, husband yeah. Oh, did yeah. It. And it's clearly this fucking dude who picked her up. Yeah. What like, are the odds that the pager would be? Like, come on. Yes. Anyone with a brain. It was just about finding that evidence to make it. Right. It, like connect they needed that concrete yes. something to prove that he was definitely there and that yes he was near you know where her body was found and everything besides the pager which you know you'd think the pager would be enough but I guess not so right um so anyway dr tim what up thanks so much for doing that that was fantastic move. yes absolutely so that was enough to at least get him to trial. Uh-huh. During the trial, his story changed, of course. Uh-huh. He claimed that he met Denise at the phone booth, and she asked him for a ride. So, all right, still the same. They went to have sex. Okay. And Bogan asked her to do some light bondage, which she agreed to. Mm-hmm. He used wires and shoelaces to tie her wrists and ankles, and some of Bogan's ex-girlfriends actually testify that he was into bondage to, like, confirm that fact. Which just happens to be how she was found. Right, exactly. And that doesn't mean shit, but whatever they need to do to try and prove their case, I guess. Um, After a while, during this bondage session, Denise objected to the bondage and asked him to stop. He didn't stop. Mm -hmm. Of course he didn't stop. And she pushed him away to try and run. Uh, Bogan chased her and dragged her to the ground, strangling her with her own T-shirt in his rage. So, no matter what the story is, you still killed her. Yep. It doesn't make it any difference if she was into bondage. What does that even... What a weird detail to try and defend yourself. Yeah, and I mean, what's kind of mind-blowing is, like, he actually admitted that I he guess, yeah. tied her up, and that's the way they found her? Yeah. I, I mean... Yeah. 
So, and here here's the problem with that, though. With, like, the... T- I think that why he was explaining the bondage thing was to explain why she was tied up and that he didn't, like, tie her up and, and you know, murder her for... I mean, he did tie her up and murder her, but that he didn't tie her up as part of the murder. Does that make sense? Yeah, but how fucking irrelevant. I, I agreed. Yeah. 110% fucking agreed. But that was part of the defense's story. Um, so he strangled her because he was pissed off because he was a fucking asshole. And... It's almost like he said that, too, to, like, make it, like, well, she wanted me to do that. Yeah, it's victim blaming yeah. at its fucking finest. She wanted me. Okay, did she also say, um, kill me? Or, and, like, or strangle leave... me? Yeah, strangle me and and leave me. The minute she said, no more, done. That is it. Ugh, so, so yeah. F- bullshit. Piece of shit. I mean... I will, again, put my head through this padded wall. Uh, yeah. And yeah. it won't hurt because it loves me. It right. It cradles me. It, and I'm sad. It is your soft yes. padded wall. Yep. So, strangled her, left her body in the bushes, and drove away. As he drove away, he grazed the tree. <laughs> Fucking idiot. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. Like, with his car. Yeah. Oh, my. Well, his truck, his, yeah. His big old truck. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So, all of the evidence was circumstantial, except for the DNA profile of the seed pods. That was the only concrete thing, like we said. That was the thing that they needed to prove the case. So, as they're telling the jury all of this... And where were those pods found? In the bed of his truck. Okay, what about the fucking dent that was inevitably on his car? So, truthfully, I don't know how hard he hit it. I don't think... It could have just scraped. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's a big-ass truck probably, too, so... Like, it's not going to look like as bad of damage or even cause... As we're thinking. And this is 1993 trucks, so more metal, less plastic. Yeah. You know what I mean? For fuck's sake, in in 1993, they didn't even have, like, non-ass crack-bearing jeans. Yeah, yeah. So, So... it's oh. it's just a different world. It's a whole different, yeah. A different ball game. Everyone wants to bring back the 90s, and I'm like, Make can we stop. not? Can we not do that? So, um, all the evidence was circumstantial, except the DNA profile of the seed pods, which locked that shit down for mm-hmm. the jury. They found Mark Bogan guilty of murder in the first degree and sentenced him to life imprisonment without the possibility of parole yes. for 25 years. Oh. But here's the thing. Fuck. I have seen on different sources and different sites that that was actually changed to life without the possibility of parole because he appealed it and they upheld the conviction and the sentence. So it might be without possibility of parole. I I couldn't get clarity on that. Um, He maintains his innocence, of course. Sure. And as far as you can see, he only had one appeal. He is still incarcerated as far as I can tell. And I just want to give another quick shout out to rapsheets.com. Hmm. It's a really cool source that gave me a ton of information about his time in prison, like down to the infractions he's gotten while he's nice. incarcerated, which was really cool. Good? Uh, I mean, it's all just stupid shit. Petty. He's a sewing machine operator. What a great life he leads. Wow. Yeah. So I um, hope he sews his fucking dick to his finger. <laughs> For that to happen, his dick would have to be out. So can we just keep his unfuckable dick tucked away? I mean, I just... He's probably one of those guys that's just like, oh, my dick's everywhere. Like, yeah. just, he probably does whip it out Like Dr. Jizz. Like Dr. Jizz. <laughs> Dr. Um, go back and listen to the first episode about Dr. 
Morty Jizz McJizzerson Mortimer. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god! Yeah. So, so yeah, that's actually a really sweet site if you want to look up murderers or criminals and see. It's not always up to date. Like the last thing they had for him was in 2017. So it's not like up to 2020 yet, but still some really cool information. That is cool. Like for Ted Bundy, they probably just have escaped, escaped again, <laughs> <laughs> attempted escape, went on a hunger strike. Yeah, yeah, to just escape. A bunch of bullshit. So the biggest thing about this case is that it's the first ever case to use plant DNA to solve a murder. It's amazing. And the other thing that's fucking phenomenal about this was this was back in the 90s that this was solved. It's not like this was like a cold case that went cold. Like I said, the cops actually and the investigators actually went hard at it yeah. and tried to prove that Bogan did it because they wanted him off the street. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So and it's just kind of monumental that there's been no cases before that where they've used plant DNA, plant DNA. Like, sure, they've used like, oh, you have mud on your shoes from such and such, I'm sure, but nothing that was actually like plant DNA. Mm-hmm. So just kind of a really crazy, cool case. Um, I forgot to tell you where I got all of my oh, yeah. sources from real quick. These are not, some of these are kind of like weird, um, weird long URLs and I'm going to post them on the Facebook so that you can check them out if you want. Uh, bitesizehistory.net, csiforensicscience.blogspot, prezi.com. Really cool. It was like a slideshow interactive thing about the whole case. Oh, prezies are awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know what that was. Oh, I, was I love like, Prezi. This is yes. the shit. Yeah. Uh, AP News, lawyersupdate.co.in, I don't know, legal.com and rapsheets.com. Nice. So lots of sources. And some of the some of the stories, like, at its, at its base, they're all the same. Mm-hmm. But some of the websites had different information. Like, one of them felt the need to point out there was a syringe found by her body. Why? See, it's that's a type of shit. Yeah. Like, okay. Unless that syringe was used by the killer, I don't give a fuck. Exactly. Like, yeah. So it wasn't relevant to the case, so I didn't feel the need to put that in. No, fuck that. Um, but I just wanted to point that out that, you know. So, sure. There are some There are some, some details, sources yeah. and details that are unnecessary that are out there. And, right. Um, some that I might have missed. Like, there was something really stupid about how the pager was actually registered to his father. I was like, why does that matter? Well, he a fuck. <laughs> yeah. He, okay, that just means his daddy was paying for his pager. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I see you have some picks there. I do have some picks. I know this is um, an audio podcast, but I yeah, would still like to I'm actually going to post these uh, so everybody can see them. Um, the top one is Denise Johnson. She's beautiful. Let me see. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, she looks like... Um, she kind of reminds me of like a '90s Halle Berry. Oh yeah, a little bit. Yes. And this is Dirtbag. That's Dirtbag McScumface. Yeah, he um, is very rough. Very unfuckable. Uh, yeah, very um, unkempt. He looks high as hell in the picture he too. He totally does. Yeah, and not like just a little weed high. I'm talking oh, like, no. like blitz out of his mind. Heavy blitzing. Um, like fuck, opiate which, like, something. Fine, but how about you just don't kill women? Yeah, yeah, man. Anyone. I'm not. I'm not trying to shame the drugs. I'm just saying, like, like he just looks very. Rough. He looks rough as fuck. Um, that's what the pods look like. Oh, they look like snap peas. Yeah, in the tree. And who's this? Uh, Him now. Lovely. T- oh, shit. Yeah. 
Oh my god. Uh huh. Boy's aged. He actually he's he looks better now. He's aged better than yeah. uh that younger picture. He, yeah. Well, you mean he probably doesn't do so many drugs in jail. Yeah, you think. You know. But who knows? Okay. But yeah. So Tw- twenty twenty tree and me. Twenty another one. <laughs> <laughs> this is now just the pun cast. Yes. That's all. <laughs> um, so I'll make sure to post those. So Wait, what were those pods called again? The tree is called a Palo Verde tree. Okay. I'm probably saying that totally wrong, everybody. Sounds pretty. So um, Palo Verde tree and their Palo Verde seed pods or bean pods. So are you saying this is a bean podcast? It's a bean podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Just this episode. Oh my god, I'm I'm done. Apologies. Are you sure? All around. No. Are you sure? No. I'm You'll come up with something. Probably. Yeah. So I mean, really basic. It brought me to look for some other uh, cases that were similar, and I didn't get a ton of information about this one. And I just want to mention it because it was really cool. Um, the case of Vincent Brothers, where he actually flew uh, to Ohio, rented a car, and drove back to kill his whole family and they used bug evidence and dna oh my god to catch him you have to do that yeah i will i just wanted to bring it up it was really really cool yeah and see like with bugs for some reason like they're you know not animal but you know they're 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 moving living things i guess like they have eyes (laughs) it's like a disconnect i don't so it's just yeah you just would not think about that at least i wouldn't with with plants um but that is really, really cool. Yeah, that's how it's it's really cool. I kind of you know spoiler alert for the next time I decided I'll I'll wait a while to do that so yeah, you, you all forget. Do it in like twenty thirty. Yeah, yeah, maybe sooner. Maybe sooner. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how this goes. Yeah, you know. Um. So yeah, but I will post all that for everybody to see. Cool. Uh. Any any news or anything going on on your? And? Well, should we do the, the padded room segment? Is that what we're going to call it? I actually kind of really like it's it. It's kind of fun. Notes from the padded room? Um, well, I was telling you this earlier, but I <laughs> was seeing my therapist last week. And I, so when I get really depressed, I just want to sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just thought it was so endearing because I made this joke about how um, I compared myself to the fainting goats and when they get scared or like you know when they get upset they just faint they just nope out they just do they just later days the fuck out of life yeah and I made and my my uh my therapist is just like a deer and she is always very um, empathetic and very um, doesn't make light of anything but she just thought that was so funny and it was fine because I was cracking up when I was saying yeah. it um, and she just thought that was so funny and I was just like thank god for therapists mm-hmm. we don't deserve them no not at all yep so fainting goat do you like just face plant under the bed or it's more of like it's more of like a fetal position type okay. thing with my right. weighted blanket on top oh, of me oh <laughs> the weighted blanket <laughs> yeah that's usually how it goes. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? Um, I mean, I'm super excited about this podcast. To I be know. Honest. It's so fun. I'm excited to get to see you and spend time with my friend oh. and talk about all this cool shit. And for me to never touch the computer again. Yeah. And for you to never touch the computer again. I won't. And that's a promise. Um, I'm going to ask you to touch it, though, right now to move the mouse so it doesn't go to sleep. Okay. Touched it. Uh, I can handle that. <laughs> just no buttons. You can't delete anything just nope. by touching the mouse. Um, I'll find a way, though. Yeah. 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 And um, yeah, that's I'm just really thankful for that. I'm hoping <laughs> that everybody enjoyed it. 
Yes. So send us your stuff. We're trying to figure out a name for what to call like the send-ins, like something kind of punny. Yeah. Punny. So if you have anything like that, um, I was thinking something like, you know, like a wine cellar, like secrets from the family cellar or something like that. But I'm open to ideas. I'm open to suggestions. Please give me them. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So if you have anything cool, um, we want to hear your stories, any corrections. If I fucked something up, tell me, but be gentle, please. Yes, please be nice. Um, And... When you realize that I fuck something up, please tell me because it it did happen. You just don't know it yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You might find out like think like driving down the road. Like Becky said, no, that was not it. They're like they called the the Hogwarts Sprout Professor Doctor Tim. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Her name is Professor it's Sprout. Pomona Sprout. It's that- Pomona Sprout. I knew her. it was Sprout, but I, I needed the first name, too, because I, uh, I get her and um, the nurse mixed up. Oh, don't remember that one either. <laughs> I just love McGonagall. People are like, what house are you in? I'm like, McGonagall. <laughs> just McGonagall. <laughs> so, all right. Um, please reach out to us on Facebook at Chardonnay and DNA. Keep in mind that on Facebook, it is Chardonnay with the and sign then DNA. Our email is Chardonnay and DNA at gmail.com. And I believe Twitter and Instagram are the same as the Facebook. So yep. looking forward to hearing from you all and have a great week. Bye. Bye.